Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we are back. Another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we are here to bring you more knowledge, more lights, more love. Guess what, people? It's the 2024 predictions episode. And guess who's back for the third consecutive year? Natalie Lucia Anderson is here to share with us her thoughts about the upcoming year, what she's picking up. It's going to be amazing. I'm absolutely excited. <laughs> this is going to be great. I love these episodes. First, I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcasts, there's that button that connects us. Click that button. So you get the notifications when it's another year and these predictions are back. Natalie's back. You get the notification instantly to wherever you get that. And most importantly, lastly, tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. You know what we're about. Look at the guests we've had. We're exploding in growth, but we need more help. You know the people that will resonate with this information. Bring them here, midnightsonearth.com. All right. Well, we're almost there. We're almost there, but I'm going to read Natalie's bio. So here we go. Natalie Lucia Anderson is a certified and advanced psychic medium residing in Suffren, New York. She is certified through the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development. Natalie enjoys her time with her family, including her lovable dogs and cats. Yes, you cannot leave her home without some type of animal hair as a parting gift. Natalie loves to laugh and smile as much as possible. She believes that laughter truly is the best medicine. When spending time with Natalie, you will see how she truly finds spirituality and mediumship an honor and vocation. Her goal is to help those experiencing grief and loss to find happiness and laughter again. Why did Natalie choose mediumship? While she believes that anyone can tune into the spirit world, she says that through life experiences, loss, tragedy, and miracles, she could no longer deny what she was experiencing. At a point in Natalie's life, she was so riddled with grief that she just couldn't make sense of anything. Over time, she realized that she was seeing things, hearing things, and just knowing things. With this, she took her first mediumship course. After her teacher told her she has so much faith in her and in her ability, she put it out there that she now needed a mentor. Not only did Natalie find a mentor, her first mentor and not her last, but she found her extended family, which includes us, right? <laughs> With that said, her sole purpose is to give you the gift of knowing there is so much more to life 
than just living. Wow, I love that. Hello, Natalie. Hello. You're I'm back. So I'm back. I'm back. I'm <laughs> back. 2024 now. I know. Like I'm not, what? It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is mind blowing. Did this year zip by for you? It did. Absolutely. And I think every year we say that, and I think every year it keeps zipping by even faster. Yeah. What's up with that? Is it just because we're accelerating towards some event, or do you feel like it's just the nature of energy or humans getting older is the combination of all three? I think it's a combination of all three, honestly. And I think that also like, oh gosh, just everything is just so fast. And I'm actually putting it out there because I actually want things to slow down. I know. Like we're not enjoying our presence and our moments because everything's flying by so fast. And there's almost this underlying anxiety when you do have those beautiful moments with your family, your friends, and, and it's perfect. The energy's right. There's almost this underlying anxiety that it's so fleeting because time's yeah. going so fast. It's like, ah, you're like, yes, this is beautiful, but it's going to be over in like 13 seconds here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Very and then we're not times. pregnant, you know, we're so worried about, oh my gosh, how short is this going to be? And I think that's where we're missing things too, is we're not present in our space. Well, how do we slow down before we get into the predictions and everything? Like, give us some advice. How do we slow down? Honestly, just putting it out there intention wise and say, you know what? I really want to slow down. I really want to enjoy this moment. And then grounding yourself, no matter where you are, imagine vines growing out of the bottoms of your feet and just going into Mother Earth and just really cool, just going in there and digging deep and just grounding and saying, I'm here and this is where I'm going to stay. And that allows you to actually experience these things because they're just rushing by in this modern world. It probably has to do with information speeding up, consciousness accelerating, so many different things. So many things. And that's why like just building that awareness and saying, wait a minute, let me enjoy this moment is so important. And it doesn't have to be a big moment. That's the other piece. I didn't mean to like jump out with that right away. <laughs> Sorry, but no, it doesn't no, have to be a big <laughs> moment. Like that's, you know, if you're eating a piece of cake that tastes really good and you want to remember that moment, we have to slow down and savor the flavors. We don't do that anymore. I know. It's really interesting how humanity and their whole mode of just like interfacing with reality and experience itself is shifting. I think that the collective uneasiness and the awakening that's happening is just causing all of these foundational concepts like experience to just be shaken up in a way we're not sure of yet. I think that's probably part of it. I agree. Absolutely. So, so tell me about this. This is something that we talked about a little bit before you feel like there's a big spiritual awakening happening. There is, there's a global awakening happening. The, the, you know, the veil is very thin, you know, and it's what I'm finding is people who were very curious in the spirit world were pushed off the cliff and now they're like learning about the spirit world and you're in there and people who were like oh i'm not really sure what happens like you know what really happens after this you know but the ones that were open to learn but really didn't believe are now enlightened you know now they're like oh wait a minute i could see the colors i could see so now they're learning and what I'm also realizing is the ones who are like, there is no, the we're minimizing the amount of people who are saying, when we die, we die. 
People are finally getting it. They're finally understanding there's been a year of growth. The spiritual feelers were out and a lot of people took the deep dive. Now it's a year later and, and they've integrated some of these things. And they're in it and they're in it. And what's amazing is that this is a terrible analogy, but I'm going to use this analogy. It's a terrible analogy if anybody's listening. It's like crack. You use it once and then you want more and you want more and you want more. But what it is, is that people don't realize is that you're igniting your soul. So now you've opened up to this whole new world, uh, worlds within worlds within worlds, honestly. And now it's like, wait a minute. Oh, that feels good. Let me learn more, you know, and they're coming from a space now where there's less. I'm not going to say there's no judgment. There's less judgment. So that's the other piece of it. And, and it seems like there's an awareness of the judgment too. Like people catch themselves mm -hmm. more. Like to me, that's an indicator of humanity ascending. Like love is happening. Like we're growing in the way that we should, that we would want to grow into. And I think we finally realized that pain and anger and sadness and depression just isn't working for us. <laughs> Right? Yeah, big, big surprise, but why did we go through? Why did we make ourselves do that? I feel like, honestly, I feel like we, as a human race, as humanity, felt like if we don't punish ourselves and we don't make ourselves suffer, then we're not going to grow. We're not going to be good enough. We're not going to be worthy enough to receive. And now we're finally realizing that it doesn't have to be that way. Oh, Wow. Well, thank God, because it's like, yes, that, and then you could kind of say that that process maybe was a story that we chose or not. Perhaps free will showed up a little bit there, but now you're saying we're at the point people are learning. They know that there's more than this life. They know that death is just similar to birth and you go somewhere. People are still figuring out what that means, but they, they know now more. And, and what the beautiful piece of it is, and I feel like anybody who's listening here, is that your afterlife is your afterlife. It's your perspective. It's your experience. It's your understandings. So it's not black and white where this is what happens next. Your heaven is going to be different than mine, just like your life experience is different than mine. So I think we're also open to different perspectives and different understandings. And that was never in the past. It was always like, oh, no, this is the way it is. You know, it can't be any other way. You right. know? And everybody else said that about their way. Exactly. And now it's more like, wow, I love what you're experiencing or what you see. And then other people are like, well, this is what I see. And I love this experience. And then it's like, oh, let me see what it's like to blend them together. So now it's more of a not right or wrong, but it's like a, ooh, I might be interested in that. Or, ooh, I love that you're experiencing that, but that's not for me, which is okay. Right. And it's still a loving perspective. We're activating Absolutely. more love. That There's more love coming in to counter the other forces that are happening. Exactly. And it's an unconditional love that we're not used to. So it's a non-judgmental. So we're coming from a space of really, truly being happy and joyous for others' successes and achievements and understandings and growth, where before it was more like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. But why don't I have that? You know, so it's like it, it was that feeling of, oh, I have to say I'm happy, but I'm really not feeling it because if they have it, I can't. 
So we're losing that sense of competition and shifting more into a creative kind of loving, like we're all one family type uh, vibe. Yeah, we are. We are. And it's also, we're also learning that like, oof, your success is allowing me to feel success, which is allowing me to grow, which allows others to grow. So it becomes contagious now. So we're kind of blending and seeing that when someone else achieves, that opens up the doors for us to do the same. Yes, it's just bringing energy in and we're all able to work with that energy, however that shows up. I mean, it is truly earth. You think about earth, it's a communal experience. Like we can't exist without the energy of other humans supporting us. And if we support each other in that way, that just amplifies the energy. The scarcity mindset goes away. You actually get more, even though that's not your intention. That's just what happens. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely true. And I keep on saying to people like our destiny is our destiny, I believe, but we choose the path we're going to follow. So if we come from a place of love and understanding and cheering, it's an easier path. You know, when we make it difficult, it might just take three or four lifetimes to get to where we want to go. Instead of, you know, meeting our karma and getting to that space easier, you know, and it goes back also to the fact of how hard do you want to work? That's a tough one too, because you really have to have the drive in some cases to develop yourself, depending on where you're at, your environment, how much programming you've had in order to undo that could take a lot of work, but you're seeing it happening just like I am across the board, across the world. I I absolutely am. People are waking up more than ever. And it's not an easy ride. I don't want people to listen and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wake up and everything's going to be, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows and butterflies. It's not that, but there's an understanding of, you know what, when I fall down, I don't have to get back up on my own. Now I have people around me that are here to lift me up and to help me move forward and understand what the process is because we're in this together. So that's the different piece of it. Wow. That's so beautiful because really it is an open-hearted experience. Like the heart is opening to everyone. We, we truly all are in this together, right? So like, really are. we have we to, are, we we're are. acting like it now you're saying. We're finally <laughs> acting like it. And I also think that it's because we've also felt each other's pain for so long. And that's the other piece that people have to understand is that we went through that painful period of, I could feel your pain and I understand it because I can feel it. You know, so now that we felt the pain and we understand it and we, we really know now it's time to feel the love and understand it because love is also very difficult to understand for those of us who really never felt we were worthy of love. Wow. That's an interesting perspective. Yes. There are people that have that life path, unfortunately, and it takes that much work, but the power of love and the tenacity, the, you know, of love, it's will eventually heal those people with those barriers. Absolutely. And in a, at a faster rate, cause love is so much stronger. So the energy moves so much faster in such a larger capacity than anger, fear, hate, resentment, all the negative things that we don't want to be exposed to. So what we've built up in X amount of years, I'm not putting an age on myself right now, (laughs) we've built up in X amount of years of negativity. It doesn't take an equal or more of an amount to delete it. It takes much less than that. Right. Because like you said, love, the energy that it's source. I mean, some people say it's God, whatever that means to you, 
that's mm-hmm. how powerful love is. We're all made out of love. Everything's made out of love. So yeah. of course it would have that infinite power once utilized in that way. Exactly. So that's a hopeful message. That's a great way to oh, start no, yeah, off 2024. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a great start because what you're saying is the evolution's happening. It's noticeable. Spiritual people know it. Mainstream people are noticing it now. Mainstream people are getting into deep spirituality. It's no longer fringe. The topics that we talked about on the show were once considered absolutely fringe. Now they're considered very normal, just like every other type of spiritual information. It's amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. And and just to move to another point of it, not to jump from it, but to move to another point <laughs> no, of We're it. flowing there. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm hoping because what I'm seeing is that our education, not in the next year, but a little bit more than that, is also going to lean more towards the spiritual and emotional healing and understanding and really looking within one another when we're in our schools and learning how to understand what's happening and deal and cope with that to reduce the mental health issues, to reduce the anxiety, to reduce those things. So because... People, I was going to say old people like me, but the older people are awakened and really getting things. And, you know, we have a group of people that are saying, wait a minute, this really is real and it is helping. We're going to see that it's going to trickle down into the schools and it's going to trickle down where just as much as phys ed is important in the school system. So is meditation. So is quiet time. So is learning how to deal and cope with oneself's understandings. Wow. Yeah. Really important. It's super important. They do have that in uh, where I live in Portland, Oregon, the Portland school district and the Lake Oswego school district, both have a meditation and mindfulness program within their school. That's just public school. And that is going to expand. You're saying we need that Uh, now more than ever. It is. It's going to expand and it's going to be something that's going to be taught at a very young age at a very young age. So I see it in like preschool, kindergarten, where it's really brought in of like excitement and joy and love. And look, we get to do this. Isn't this wonderful? And it's going to expand into where, oh, you know, the sciences and meditation and the spirituality is going to come in together. So, oh, you know what? My oldest daughter is a chemist. Oh, you're a chemist and you're into chemistry and you're creating all these medicines and all this stuff for society. But also I want you to tap into your intuition and what feels right. I want you to tap in and say, okay, I need to step away from this for a second because I, my body near, needs oxygen, needs air. Which is kind of like new. It's a new paradigm for that type of education. And do you think it's also the children with parents like us that, that give our children good information and then they're sharing it with their class members and their friends and that kind of amplifies the vibe as well? I think actually it's the children who we used to call like indigo children who are now coming through and are connected and now are educating their parents and the parents are opening up and saying, oh, wait a minute, this is real. So they're kind of our ignition of why we're doing this stuff. And then we're bringing it back to the school saying, this is what I learned through my child. So it's really the parents being educated through the children. <laughs> I know. It's mind blowing when you really start to like, really think about the processes behind it and the implications because all of those souls you talked about the indigo children and just that frequency of being that started to show up really did come here to change humanity it seems like 
Absolutely. And it's noticeable. That's the thing. Like we're talking about this because it's like we have an awareness of it. It's right there. If you look at everything, if you look how people changed over the decades, the information, the different behavioral changes, cultural changes that happened at different times, there's a, a massive spiritual awakening happening. And it's obvious. I mean, if you look at the past 40 years, it's like right now there's an explosion. There is. And, 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 and it's really, truly an amazing blessing to be a part of it. Oh yeah. I was just talking about this with another guest. We get to see the transition of like the old worldish into mm-hmm. this new earth, this new frequency, and we get to watch it kind of happen. And it's an incredible perspective to have. It's an incredible place to be. And it's in 30 years from now, it's going to be even stranger and, and more powerful. It, it is. Absolutely. And we're going to be like, remember the days when? <laughs> oh, yeah. 2054. You know, 2054 predictions. Natalie Lucia Anderson is back. 2054. We're going to do this. I'm (laughs) putting it in my calendar right now. (laughs) Okay. So look, let's talk a little bit about the predictions that you had for last year and this year. But really quick, I went back and listened to your predictions that you gave us for 2023. And it was unbelievable because it was hit after hit after hit of accuracy. Some things were, there was nothing that was even like wrong. Like where those like dead wrong. It was all like very close or very, very, very accurate. So I want to talk to you. I wrote some of these things down. I want to talk to you about some of these things that you talked about last year and and tell me what you think. It's probably going to blow your mind. I imagine. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the big things that you talked about was the escalation of war, Uh, just Mm -hmm. war in general. This is what you said last year. You said there's going to be conflicts around the world. You were very nervous about war. You said, and you, you felt like there was an impending world war. Mm. This hits me to the core. It like it like I'm not an emotional per- person, and it 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 hits me so hard, you know. Because I wish I was wrong. I wish I was a hundred percent wrong with that. Because it does seem like there was this massive escalation, conflicts around the world, just the general uh, existential threat of a world war escalating. That that's all very real right now. Whether it manifests, uh, that's a different story. But that's the energy and the information that's out there currently. And that's where to say, just to jump in to this year, I think that's why they had, because whenever I speak, I I channel with my guides. So when I sit here, there's, I discuss with them what's happening and they share with me. So it's really not my predictions. It's my guides predictions, you know, and they, and they tell me what, what to say. And what I feel is that we're on the cusp of really there's a fork in the road and that's where the spirituality is coming in so deep because it's not just the power of prayer that's going to help us right now. And I don't like saying that because I believe in prayer very deeply, but it's really the manifestation of going into the heart space and saying, this is what we need because we need to come to some sort of loving space of saying, okay, if we don't figure this out, we're going to lose too many. And that's where my concern comes in. So you're you know? saying that we should go 
as far deep as we can inward interface with the inner self that has a pathway, your subconscious, your inner self, however you want to describe that, that has a conduit, a pathway to divine and try to set up an interface to send that co-creative information to source saying, this is the reality we want. This is what we want. This is what we want to manifest. We do not, we don't even say we don't want this to manifest. No, don't say that. (laughs) But just say, this is what we want. Because we have that power. When we go that deep, you're there with source. And this is part of the human gift, humanity's gift, is we have that power to co-create any reality that we want. So we have to do that, though. We have to go in and do that, you're saying. We have to go in and do that. So we all come from one. We're all from the oneness. You know, so we have to go in. But the thing is that when 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 my guides show me, they show me that we talk the talk, but we're not walking the walk yet. So instead of saying, I believe it and I'll see it, we're saying when I see it, I'll believe it. We have to change that. We have to sit and we have to believe that when we go into that oneness, that we're powerful enough to shift this impending I don't even want to use the word what's going on and, and really shift it to just show the love that could be there. Absolutely. You know, this is what it is. Yes. Because it seems like you have one force that's trying to feed programming and feed their version of reality to us, hoping that we take it on and adopt that with our co-creative power. But we have that power to reject that and create the true reality that's in line with love and source. You're saying. Absolutely. And we never say what we don't want, like you were saying before, because then we're putting the energy out there. We don't want to do that. That's why I want people to go in and say, okay, where is my love space? Where is that spot where I feel unconditional? And and sit in that space and then send that feeling in that space around the world, that healing, that love, send it to the universe, send it to God, send it everywhere and say, this is us. It's not me. It's us. Yes. If that. Yes. I mean, people could would say, I know magical people that study magic that would say that's peak white magic. Like that's peak utilizing mm-hmm. your will and your creative force to sync up with love and God and just, which is the same thing and manifest the true united earth like that's what a lot of people would say we're putting different labels on it but again we have that power as humans to do that we now need to do that all of us right we need to do that and we need to keep saying i believe it and i'll see it so that we know because it's the belief that's the creation of it and after we create it because we are we're magical like you just said you know that's what we are you know, so that when we see it, we go, oh, yeah, I knew that. I knew I could do that. Like, everybody should pat themselves on the back afterwards. But we have to stop saying, I have to see it, and then I'll believe it. We have to stop that. Right. We have to conceive and believe, and then we will achieve. It works on a microcosmic and a macrocosmic level. That It's a universal law. So if we do that collectively, boom, the lower frequency things that are happening go away, and here we are in love again with each other. Exactly. We're back. Exactly. Which is our true state. But another thing that you talked about was during all of the war talk that we talked about, you talked about Putin and his declining health, which seems to also be very prevalent when they do show images of him, whether it's a body double or I don't even really know, but it does seem like 
a declining physical human, like a physical human being declining in health. That's what it looks like. I agree. <laughs> declining, <laughs> I, I agree. And, you know, and this is also where I think it's important for people who are listening that of being human, our emotions get involved. And that's where when I tap in, I have to separate myself from, okay, let me see from the outside. Let me raise my vibration and see what's going on for him. And there is so much happening for him that they will never admit. And it's so much more than just health, so much more. But what's happening is that there's a con how do I say this? There's a conscious awakening on his part where he's being mirrored certain things that he's done that's taking a toll on his physical body. Because in there is some humanity you're saying, like some, some buried there, on, in there. There is there is some humanity that's being awakened. I'm gonna use that word. And it's being awakened in a manner that it's showing him people have touched his pain points. They're raw. So, but he's so much like, I have things under control. I have things under control that it's literally like a vampire sucking blood out of his body. He's literally draining because he's not able to readjust himself. So we kind of, as a society, as humans, as people, as spiritual people, just have to step back and just allow. There's certain things that we just shouldn't involve ourselves in. And I'm not saying that we should ignore what's happening there. What I'm saying is not put our energy into him and what's happening. In, in in Putin's mind, there's a lot of distractions right now. There's a lot going on. So his mind is not stable. And we know that he's on a different level. While he's being drained and his physical health is not good, his mind is not good. It's not good. So essentially, we should not necessarily focus so much on the things that are happening in his level of existence, because we know there's darkness. We know there's different things happening. We can observe the decline, but we just have to really focus the energy on activating the human race. Like it's, it's out of right. our control. You're saying. Right. It is out of our control. It is out of our control. And yes, and, and focus on the conscious awakening that's happening for him, we could focus on that and just give gratitude for that being able to manifest itself in a manner that we need. It is kind of interesting as humans, we kind of put these world leaders into almost like a statuesque kind of superhero type role or supervillain, always forgetting that they're actually just humans. They were little babies once or little Christ consciousness right. babies. You know what I'm saying? So somewhere in there and all of these despotic people and people that have taken the dark path somewhere in there is still some humanity that could reactivate, get them back to a true human perspective and, and then hopefully, you know, feel remorse for what they've done or at least integrate that. I think, I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know if he's going to feel remorse in this <laughs> lifetime. I just want to say that, but I do feel like there is things that are moving in his body that he's like, Ooh, that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. So there's, there's an uneasiness that's happening within him. Interesting. But, but do you feel like he's just a figurehead, right? Like if he, let's just say he died tomorrow, they'd have another guy in there doing pretty much the exact same thing, right? I think, I, I don't, I feel that if 
he would to die tomorrow, there would be someone who would try to come in, but I feel like there would be a complete shift, mm. a complete shift, because there's too many of us that are too powerful that if he were to die tomorrow, that the world itself would come together in order to shift what we need. Right. We would all see that as like an opportunity and be like, yes, okay, now's yes, the time yes. for change. And I'm so cautious with my words. I'm sorry to be that way. And I really shouldn't be, but I'm so cautious with my words because, because I'm going to say it this way. We're not wishing for him to die because we've never wished death on anyone, but we are wishing for the control and the image of him to die. Right. And if we do that, then we could shift so much around the world, honestly so much around the world he's holding a certain frequency a certain vibe it seems very old world deep dark vibe that's strong and i know it's not just him but he really has this this strong darkness that has been manifesting for some time and it just keeps getting larger and larger and larger and larger but if i could explain it this way but now what's happening is it's physically poisoning his physical body. Oh, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> well, he's still there now. Things are definitely shifting and changing by the day with Russia. Who knows? I mean, what do you see for him for 2024? I mean, do you feel like it's going to be another I, year? Or do, do you feel like the conflict is going to kind of go down a little bit well, over there? Or what do you think about that? I feel like he's still going to be here. So I don't feel like he's going anywhere. So everyone who's listening, that's oh, what's going to happen. You know, is he going to transition? I don't feel like he's going to transition. I feel like there's going to be some talk, but I don't feel like there's going to be major change. So everything's going to kind of remain, unfortunately, the way it is now. Even with his awakening as a being, maybe he's learning as something, like you said, he had some experiences that mirrored some of the things that he did. And then now he's like actually having some revelations as a human, like, but even despite all of that, the foundational stuff, it's it, the momentum of it's too powerful for even just one person. Yeah. Right now he's, he's being awakened or, or it's being in front of him, but there's not anything that he's going to move then yet. So it's more of like flashes in front of him and uneasiness in front of him and things like that. Um, but I don't see him making any changes. Okay. Interesting. He's in a Interesting. bad space. He's in a really bad space. The darkness has more control of him than he cares to admit. But isn't it really like that with a lot of these despotic leaders around the world? Like they sacrifice some of their soul, their spirit to allow some other energy, maybe even an entity to come in and give them power. Isn't that like kind of like across the board? It's a, it's a yes, but to this degree, it feels like such a strong, it's a stronger manifestation oh. right now. Absolutely. But it just seems yeah. like that's, it seems like the people, when you make those anti-human, anti-love choices, you're, you're kind of in the same bandwidth, you know, of existence, all of these leaders. Yes. Yes. And, and that's where we come in to kind of not feed into his darkness, which is so difficult, you know, and just feed into people are not going to like what I'm saying, but love conquers all. Yes. So if we can combat him going back to that love space that I was talking about, if we could go to our love space and embrace him with that, 
even if it just chips away a little bit at a time, that's still a little bit more than it was the moment before. Yes. Send love. We all have to love each other. Just remember that Vladimir Putin was this like little Russian baby boy who suckled his mother's breast and you thought mm -hmm. was the cutest thing in the world. If you would have saw him, you're like, oh my God, look at little Vladimir. He'd be pinching his cheeks. He's like, oh, he's so cute. Something happened along the way. Something wow, changed that person. We have to love that baby. We have to go outside of time and love that baby and, and have compassion for whatever happened that corrupted that poor spirit. Absolutely. And that's where the love comes into play. But yeah. <laughs> and, and there's that big piece of like, you know, um, you know, just, I'm sorry, just, but just, it's, it's very like when you tap into him and who he is, it's like, you could see the trauma, mm. you know, and, and there's so much there. And sometimes we forget that just like you and I, he's human. Yes. You know, and we have to go and, and really give him that love that he did not get. There's a lot of abandonment with him. There's a lot of abuse with him that I see. So there's a lot of pieces that that we wouldn't see, you know, that he he doesn't he doesn't he does not know what it is to be loved. So which is why, like you're saying, we have to send him that love send all of humanity that love, but these people that are hurting the most because we're all interconnected, which is the weirdest part. We're somehow connected to that human all, energetically. Absolutely. absolutely. And make him uncomfortable with feeling all the love that he's receiving because it's going to make mm. him feel uncomfortable. Yes. So let's do it that way. Yes. And that could cause a frequency shift, honestly, in anyone. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that uncomfortable feeling of, ooh, what is that? I don't like it. Good. Here's more. <laughs> right. Because that does affect change. The next thing that I feel like we should talk about, you brought up that President Joe Biden would make it through his presidency, but overall, literally nothing would get done. Like it was, <laughs> like, you said, a sta almost a stagnant presidency. The guy, he would make it, but despite health challenges, he would make it to the end, but literally nothing was going to get done. I'd yeah. have to say that's accurate. I, I can't think of any major accomplishments, any major things that have happened in the last four years, especially in the last year, other than we, we've gone to more wars. We're, we're in five different conflicts now that we weren't before. I, I just don't see anything that happened. I realize we're a country in conflict but nothing, nothing moved. No, no. And he, and he clearly, he had a choice where he could have began the healing process that we needed, but he didn't. And that's the really sad piece because he, he literally just took up space. Terrible science matter has mass takes up space that's what he did. And that's the sad part. It really is because like you said, the healing could have happened, but it doesn't seem like much has changed since 2020. Like it's yeah. now going into 2024. There's a, going to be a presidential election this year in America. And 
it's the exact same sentiment, the exact same tensions, the exact same feelings that were going on then, though things have mutated quite a bit with things like the Epstein list coming out. But overall, it's kind of the same vibe, but everybody's really fatigued. Like everybody's like beat down. Everybody's beat down. Everybody's tired of hearing the same thing. There's no new faces. There's no new refreshers. And we're not getting what we need. And unfortunately, I feel like we have another four years, five years of this. And it, 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 does, it doesn't really matter who the president is because they're still just holding that same old vibe of just not changing, not evolving, not uniting. It's all about division. But do you see Trump or Biden clinching this in 2024? No, I don't see either. And don't ask me who I see because I don't see. I'm seeing literally them. What I'm seeing is, and I know this sounds so weird, but it's me, (laughs) Um, you know, but what I'm seeing is a huge stop sign, literally just a huge stop sign. And I just feel a halt Uh and I don't know why I can't understand it, but they're just stopping. It's like they're stopping time. Oh my God. It's it's the weirdest thing for me. And what's really eye-awakening for me, and I'm just saying this out loud because I can't understand it, is because I don't see anything moving forward, but I don't see anything moving backward. And that's what really has me nervous. Because what does that mean? Because if you saw like, let's say, or felt, I should say, uh, some sort of conflict or nuclear devastation, that would have an energetic impact. There would be a plus or a minus. This is very neutral. Could this be another virus type situation where we're all locked down again or even something completely different? I don't feel like it's another virus thing. I want to Thank say God. that. Thank I you. I don't feel like it's that. Yeah. And I'm glad that I like, I can say that, but I'm also <laughs> hesitant to say, well, this is, it sounds terrible what I'm going to say, but a virus God forbid, not putting it out there to happen, but I think that we would know how to deal with it in a better manner this time. So I'm nervous that it's not a virus, but what is it and are we going to be able to deal with it? Because I feel like when I sit here, actually, when I sit here and I say I see things, so it's just visual, you know, using my mind's eye and all that stuff. Sure. I'm talking about the United States right now. And I'm talking about the United States being stuck. And I'm talking about us being stagnant. So what's going to happen? You know, do we have to shut things down and stop for 90 days and say, you know what? We need to restart. We need to unplug the United States and plug it back in and see if everything restarts the right way. Because it's just really where I don't see movement. And I don't like that. So do you feel like there could be a situation where there's so much corruption in the voting and all of this on both sides that just the whole thing shut down and everything. But I'm worried about, I'm worried uh, about something having to be shut down because there's just too much going on, you know? And I think it's also that there's just both sides are so into, let me villainize the other side that it's corrupting everything, including themselves. Absolutely. And that's the big problem. You know, if everybody could worry about themselves and speak for themselves and do for themselves and represent themselves instead of fighting against the other side and demeaning the other side, we'd be in a different position. Everybody's lost their footing of where they need to be. 
Oh my so it God. could be where it, oh gosh, I just, I don't like these predictions, but it's what you, you know, it, it could be where it's shut down. And like, I just see this huge red stop sign saying, stop. That's, it's pretty intense because it's, we don't know what's coming in 2024. We know that in America, the politics are insane and it's just people battling each other at this point. So it's just, you, we don't know what's going to happen as the presidential election here in America gets closer. There could be an escalation. Is that what you feel like as we get closer to that time, then these events that will cause the stop will start to escalate? I'm scared about, and I, and I'm, and again, I'm scared about the events and the violence connected to them. Oh, That's really where I'm scared. Because there's like a huge warning sign saying that because there's just so much of being angry and wanting to hurt the other side. That's the problem. So that's where my worries really lay. Wow. It's an interesting thing to pick up. And again, let's just think about what we talked about earlier. There's a love, there's a spiritual awakening that's happening to kind of counter some of this energy though. These events like you're talking about, we may have to go through in order to birth this new consciousness where we're back in love with each other again. And that's, that's unfortunately what may have to be done. <sighs> okay. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to process that one for a while. Oh my God. No. <laughs> well, speaking of processing, you talked last year about people like Jeffrey Epstein and his list and Hunter Biden and what's come out with his laptop. And you said that even though things would get exposed, there could be lists released. No one is going to get punished. There's no recourse. It's all going to be out there. It's going to shock people perhaps, but nothing's going to get done. These people are going to jail. And that's unfortunately still where we're at. And, and I feel like there's the list isn't even the, the list. Oh, you know, oh there's still God. so much missing from it. And what I'm hoping is that there's, there's people that, and I, I don't like using it this way, but this is the way I, I could understand it. There's big people. And then there's little people on that list. And the little people, I feel like were manipulated into being exposed as scapegoats. That's who I worry for. The people who did not know, the people who are roped in, the people who are going to be viewed as, oh, my God, you're a bad person. But they honestly did not know what was happening. The really, 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 really little people. And those are the ones that don't get so. sacrificed to the public uh, in right. it, for public image. because And those really sinister people are going to be still doing what they're doing behind the scenes. Right. And those little, little people that are going to be sacrificed, like you said, are truly the victims. Oh, man, because there was a list that came out. It showed several prominent people, movie stars, politicians on both sides that went to this island where there. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever seen the temple? I'm sure you've seen a picture uh, yeah. of the temple. You know what went on there and it probably goes very dark. So that is really concerning. But then that's part of the activation process for humanity, for all of this to finally come to light, for all of us to finally understand that we've been programmed by these people that have been committing these horrendous acts to live in a certain reality 
but it's the reality that they want us to live in. It's not the true reality. And these people aren't leaders. They're not people we should be looking up to for anything. These are actually like very, very dark, evil people. 100%. But they're not going to be held accountable. God. And people and are still going to go to their movies and that people and are going to go. Exactly. And that that's, and that's where whew, it hurts. I, it pisses me. I, yeah, it yeah, does. No, it's frustrating. Yeah. 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 It makes you feel emotional because you know that there's children suffering. You know, the extent of human trafficking. We probably don't know the full extent, but we have a really good idea with the data that's out there now. And it's horrendous and shocking. And, and it's, <laughs> athletes and all of these people we've we've seen we've imprinted on our consciousness for decades they're the ones that were out there doing this like what are the is this a contract that they signed like the people that are doing this intentionally did they sign a contract did they trade their soul for fame and fortune and then when they lost their soul they allowed themselves to participate in these acts like what happened there i'm gonna say their soul is not ignited so I don't feel like, let me sign a contract and let me say, I'm going to do these horrific things. I think their soul is not ignited. So they may have reincarnated from something negative coming here to learn their lessons. So let's say Jeffrey Epstein, let's say he was, and, and I'm not saying he was because I haven't tapped into any of his past lives, but let's say he was a serial killer in a past life, Okay, came back to learn that karma but he didn't ignite his soul. So he just continued this lesson of this negativity that he's feeding into. What's going to happen is that if he chooses to reincarnate again, if he comes back again, we don't know. There's so many worlds within worlds beyond in the spirit world. We don't know right now where he's at. If he chooses to come back again, he didn't fill his karma here. You know, he might do it again. You know, what, ignites his soul is going to be that love that I spoke about. But if he doesn't have that, feel that open to that, even the littlest bit, that's going to continue. And that's very because he was murdered. Like because he didn't fulfill his soul's contract, the because the karma bill wasn't paid in a certain respect because of his the previous karma lives. bill was not paid. It was not paid at all. His his and this is terrible what I'm gonna say, but his murder was an easy way out for him. You know, his, and it's just, there's so many when you tap, and he's not a fun energy to tap into. He's not a fun person to tap into because you could see and feel and understand the darkness of him and see that there's no ignition there. There's no soul ignition there. It's dull. It's dim. It's not there. So I feel like he, when he, if he chooses to come back, and I keep saying if, because I don't know exactly where he is in the spirit world right now. I probably don't want to know where he is in the spirit world right now, honestly. <laughs> so if he's in that dark space, I don't want to go in there. He may be just feeding in that darkness right now. You know, and then when he comes back, that's why if we evolve each time, that's why we still have murderers and serial killers and you know, and bombers and you know, all these things that we have, we still have that because these people aren't meeting their karmic evolution. Because of the death penalty, they're getting murdered or some situation that's not allowing them to live out their predetermined life. And they might be living it out, but not to the extent that they need to, you know? So it's like, 
we're living it out. His life was was cut short, if we could say it that way. So he hasn't extended where he was supposed to be, where he was his agreement was. You know, and we could say the same thing with people who take their lives sometimes. They come back and they take their lives and they still have to fulfill that karmic responsibility. You know, I do not believe that they're in the same realm. Some people say, oh my gosh, if you commit suicide, then you're gonna, you know, you're gonna um be in hell or whatever hell. I don't believe that at all. I, I have worked with many people who have taken their lives. I have never experienced that. What I have experienced is them saying, I still have more to learn. And coming back with that peace because they didn't feel their karma yet, which is absolutely okay. Because it's part of some quantum like plan. It, it, there's there's some sort of order to it that's beyond our comprehension, but there's a cause and effect. It's there, there is some some sort of thought behind it that, that that's rooted in God. That that's outside of three dimensional linear life. That's hard to understand for people, but that's why some of these things happen in those ways. Right. Right. But is it frustrating for you? Cause it's frustrating for me and a lot of my friends, they were very frustrated because they believed that Hunter Biden's laptop was not real. They believed it was Russian disinformation. And then all of the people that believe that now have to accept the fact that not only was it real the whole time, they were absolutely lied to. And everything that everyone has ever said is on there. All of the horrific things are actually on there. They're admitting that now and people have to accept that it's, it's really hard. It's very frustrating. How does that make you feel? It's very frustrating, but let me just go back for a second. People don't have to accept it because there's going to be people who are going to go, oh, yeah, but I'm not really sure still. Right? So sometimes we could place things right in front of people and they're still in that space of, no, it's not real. And that's part of our issues right now. You know, is is sitting in our power, in our trueness, in our realness and accepting the things that are difficult to accept and learning from that as well. That's the other part of it. What is our lesson in this? And it's okay to change our mind. That's the other thing too. When we get presented with new information, even if something we we thought was very true and we've hold, held on to for a long time, it's okay to reorient when the information comes into play that conflicts with that. that that's okay to change your mind. I keep telling people that. Absolutely. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to feel emotions that you weren't ready to feel, you know, and it's okay to say, you know what? Now I got it. Reset. Well, I (laughs) want to pivot now. Let's change the energy a little bit. (laughs) This is something that you talked about. You said AI would be progressing exponentially in 2023. And this is something I follow very, uh, very, not minutely, but I do fi- uh, follow it very well. Yes, AI has made massive breakthroughs this year. Everyone is now very used to using chat GPT, <laughs> which is like, what? People are writing their college papers with chat GPT. It's becoming an integrated part of our lives. It's becoming integrated into circuits now that's going to be in our phones and more. The Tesla robots There was a Google executive that said that his AI went self-aware that he was experimenting with. It's mind-blowing. What do you think about all this? You you did predict this. You said this was going to happen, and it's happening. 
Are you scared of the AI or do you feel like it could be like a neutral tool that if used correctly could benefit humanity? That's the key term, if used correctly. So when I tap into the AI feeling of things, what worries me is that we move away from our human selves. You know, we're relying on AI to make simple decisions. You know, we can't do that. So I feel like AI is going to challenge us as, a, as humanity. What are we going to do with this power? Are we going to use it in order to build ourselves up and our individuality and really, you know, expose ourselves to more opportunities and life and love and all that stuff? Or are we going to use it to replace that? And that's what we don't want. Definitely not. That's the crossroads you're saying we're at, or we're at least approaching because there are people that if they're conditioned to be lazy, they will maintain that. They might let the AI decide what they eat today, what they wear, exactly. what they watch. And because the algorithm knows best, <laughs> I don't know about that. That, that does seem that's, possible. That's where it's going to backfire. So when we start to rely on it for our decisions that are easy decisions in life, it's going to backfire. So anybody who's listening here, I would suggest you don't rely on AI. You do your work, you do your due diligence, you create what you want to create, and then you could double check it with AI. Let it confirm what you know. Let it confirm what you understand. Instead of it being the creator, you be the creator. Mm. And that's the difference. You know, and that's that goes across the board in all different areas, including medicine. So if we you give know, up our creative power to AI, you're saying then we lose our humanity. Yeah. We lose our, our oneness, our connection to one another. We lose so much that then it's just going to be rote thing, you know, like, oh, let's go and do, let's go, you know, do this heart transplant. Okay. Let me push a couple buttons and then walk away and not feel, you know, the wanting to save this person and not feel that there's a family outside waiting for me to say this 10 hour surgery was successful. And that's where we don't want to miss that oneness, that connectiveness, that peace. That's where my worry comes in. And that's what makes us human. I mean, that is truly what makes us human. That's the energy, like we were talking about earlier, of the communal love, that connectedness. That is, I agree, I think that's where AI could cause some serious distortion. But it's really just about training ourselves and training our friends and our family to not succumb to that. I, I think we can, I think we do have a drive to improve and succeed as humans. I just hope that it doesn't get dwarfed by this AI comfort that's coming. And if it does get dwarfed, all that's going to happen is we're going to fall down. We're going to skin our knees, scratch our face, bleed a little, and we're going to have to get back up and clean ourselves off. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> but it is progressing exponentially. It's becoming part of our lives. It's going to be a revolution here in a couple of years. That's all anyone's going to be talking about. It's powerful. I mean, do you, do you feel people integrating it right away? Or do you feel an apprehension? Or are humans ready to sign on with whatever's being offered if it's packaged correctly? <laughs> if it's packaged correctly. Um, I see a hesitation. I see a fear there and the fear is the replacement. 
So I feel like, yes, AI is going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to learn. It's going to continue to move forward. But we as humans are going to be nervous that it's going to replace who we are. Okay. So at first there will be a little push, a little apprehension, a little, cause you know, the Apple goggles are coming out soon for public purchase. We're going to see people wearing those, the augmented reality that's all coming. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> but again, I like to remind people it's all part of the divine. I don't know what that is, but it's all part of the plan. It has some purpose that has yet to be determined spiritually. And I, and, and I just want to say this is that I feel like also a piece of it is because like I was saying earlier, I believe it and I'll see it to believe it first that some people need to see what does my heaven look like? So if AI can create the visual or create the feeling or create whatever it is for you to say, oh, that's it then that might be the shift that some of us need in order to open up. Wow. Yes. So again, if we use it correctly, then it could help us evolve exponentially faster. We could be out there perhaps even being interstellar far faster than we thought because of this boost, this extra intelligence that's working with us. Right. Okay. So last year you talked about something that was like, whoa, when I first heard it. And then it manifested and I covered it on one of my news episodes. Every seven episodes, we do like a news centric episode called Beyond the News, where I cover mainstream uh, news articles from around the world, from things that maybe aren't like on the front page, but yet are all mainstream news sources. So last year, you talked about that there would be some hidden lab found in the Midwest that there would be some kind of experimentation going on, perhaps related to COVID and you didn't pick up a good vibe from it. You weren't sure what it was and it, it was just very weird, but you did talk about that in the Midwest. Well, there was one found, but not in the Midwest, but this is mind blowing in Reedsville, California. There was a Chinese COVID bio lab a hidden lab found there and it was in the mainstream news. So get this, Natalie, tell me what you think about this. This is going to blow your mind. So I know Reedsville, California, because I've driven up and down the West coast. I live in Oregon, but it's kind of like all one big state. You have friends in California, friends in Washington. So I've driven through there. So there was this warehouse on the side of the road, this big kind of old abandoned shut down warehouse. It's been sitting there for years, always there. People drive by it every single day. Well, one day someone noticed that there was a hose sticking out of the back. I'm like, that's unusual. That's a dilapidated building. That's, you know, it's shut down. There shouldn't be a hose going out of there. They sent someone to investigate. It was a Chinese COVID bio lab. There was like a dozen illegal Chinese uh, immigrants. They, somehow got in the country. There was cages with mice everywhere. They found 12 different kinds of diseases, including catch and carry COVID. They were saying HIV. There was all of the, like a laundry list of diseases. These mice had, they were carrying COVID. There was dozens of mice. It was like out of a horror movie. This really happened. This was covered in mainstream news. Anyone could go on a search engine and find this. 
and this was literally like 20 miles from a highly populated town. It's just north of Sacramento. Isn't this incredible? So what you talked about did manifest. So that means there's probably other ones in the Midwest, in the Northeast, all over the country. What do you think about that? Well, I'm processing what you just told me. <laughs> you just say that. I'm just like, whoa, with what you just said. And don't you think real quick, don't you think that should have been on like the main news, like headlines blaring front page, like everyone should have known about that. A hundred percent. And so when I tap in, I look at this, my, my first thing to source is like, why are we not aware? What's being hidden? So when I see this, I see the, a, a map of the states in my mind's eye and I see all these lights lighting up. So I feel like you are right. There are many labs in other places that we aren't aware of. And what worries me is that what they're showing me, and, and I'm not putting this out there to manifest, but I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Outbreak. Yes, with Morgan Freeman back in the day, yeah, early 90s. Yeah. That's what they just showed me. So I, I feel like... Oh, this is this is really hard to digest because I feel like there's creation happening in labs that needs to be shut down now. And I don't like the feeling. And what's really different is I know you said this was a Chinese lab. I feel like there's a connection to Russia as well. So I just want to put that out there too. So there's something going on that there's a connection. Well, they're both com communist countries. I mean, Mao Zedong studied in Moscow. They're literally on the same team. Yeah, and there's definitely a connection here. And I feel like, and I'm not, and well, you know, I'm going to say it. I feel like our government is aware, but they're trying to hush, hush and take care of things quietly because they don't want to bring attention to us because they're scared of being weak. And I don't like that feeling. It, it is super weak that they didn't do anything about this. This is reported yeah. in multiple sources. It's it's just shocking and insane. Like this should have been headline news and yet barely anyone knows about this. I was shocked and horrified when I found that article and covered it at the time. So these labs are everywhere in the country. Is it just kind of like a ticking time bomb that if they get the order, whether it's from Russia or China, that they release these things? Or is it just like they're trying to have some experimentation happen in America on America's mainland. What is up with this? I don't feel like they're going to expose or release anything into our area. I feel like it's more of an experimentation. Let me look into this. Let me see. It's more of, let me see what I can create in case it's needed. Oh my God. That's what it feels like. And I don't like it because it's a very silent thing. It's, it's like, it's, it's, uh, when source gives me downloads or gives me information, they use my senses so I can feel, see, hear, know what's happening. And what they're saying is that it's silent. So it's it's like a sounds terrible. It's like a carbon monoxide. I don't know it's there. And that's what they're trying to create. A silent killer. But they're doing it just in case. <laughs> But isn't that mind blowing though, that like literally a hose sticking out of the building exposed this whole thing that was happening. Like you open the bay door and there's like stacks of rats and mice and beakers. And I and feel like also people from that building who have lost their lives, who have been exposed. I keep seeing the number three connected to it. So I feel like there's three at least 
scientists, if I could use it that way, very loosely, that label that have been exposed and have died. And they've been their cause of death has been either not said or it's been used in something else. Oh, this was it. And I feel like they're linking it towards cancer. Oh, they had a cancer. My God. Interesting times are living in, man. I'm telling you. But I have to always add the hopefulness when we talk about this weirdness. There's a reason these things are coming to light. There's a reason these warehouses are being found. It's for us to know about these things collectively so collectively we can put a stop to it. And that's definitely happening. Yes. So another thing you talked about is you said that COVID itself would become like the flu. It would become normalized. Things go back to normal and we would look at it like the flu. Perhaps you would get a yearly shot like the flu shot, but that's where COVID would end up. Yet again, you are correct. I mean, this is what happened. It became normalized. They're talking it down as if it's the flu. They have two in one injections now that you can get for your yearly booster the variants stopped happening all of a sudden they stopped naming the variants it just kind of dissipated and became normalized i think that's the way it's going to be i think now it's going to be a thing of the past i think now it's going to be oh you have the flu oh you have covid you know that's the way it's going to be and i think what i do like with this is that the long-term effects on the body are not going to be. So I feel like we have managed to allow our bodies to say, oh, wait, this is what we're fighting. Where I feel during 2020, those who had it are going to have effects in the future, in their lungs, in their respiratory system. I feel like people now are not going to. So I feel like there's less of a, a lingering uh, effect on the body. How does it feel for people, do you think, to know that Certain things were blown out of proportion. Certain things were flat out lies. Certain things that were trumpeted as absolute gospel turned out to be total fallacies. And then we're just like back to normal. Is that enough for people to at least wake up and say, hey, I'm going to take an unbiased perspective and say, hey, the programming is coming from all sides of media, of politics, science, all of these things. There's there's programming coming from all sides. And perhaps I should think about things more before reacting. Do you think that that's a type of awakening that's happening for people? No. <laughs> I know. You know, um, no. You know the Mandela effect? Absolutely, yes, of course. That's what I feel. I feel like people are going to stand in what they saw, what they believed, and they're going to continue in that. But I was there. I was there. I saw it. I know this. This is what happened. And that's what we're going to be dealing with when it comes to COVID and everything that happened. A lot of rewriting of history, deleting of web page articles, emails. It's just going to get kind of 1984 into whatever narrative the collective power that greater thing that's trying to stop humanity wants that's their narrative that's their narrative wow okay well there were just a couple more things that we talked about last year uh you said something about elon musk you said his popularity would increase but you didn't pick up a good vibe from him you felt like he was going to try to control more 
And at the time, I believe he had just purchased Twitter. I don't even think it was X yet, but he was trying to tr control more and add his energy more into just like the general consciousness of the world. And that is absolutely what happened. He, his personality, his energy has been in the public discourse way more than it was before. He's trying to evolve his now X, formerly Twitter, into a platform that includes finances, not just social media, just everything, every aspect of life. He's trying to incorporate all of that into his X platform. So you totally called that. Do, do you feel like he's again going to be ramping up his hold on the current world or is he having his own spiritual awakening right now? I think he's going to become dormant. So I don't think he's having his own spiritual awakening right now, but I think that he's going to have like a timeout. <laughs> we are way of saying that, but he's like a volcano. Like here he was, he erupted. Now he's going to be dormant for a while. And then he's going to be, have a spiritual awakening after that. But I think this year people are going to say, wait, what is he doing? Where is he? Why is he not out as much? He said, he's doing this, this, and this what's going on. So I feel like he's going to try to take a step back and really readjust and relook at everything. Um, he doesn't feel to me the same energy as he did last year, where it was a very strong, narcissistic, powerful energy is what I felt for last year. For this year, I feel more of, um, of a dull feeling right now. I don't know if there's also something that's heart rise around him. So I don't know if there's a health thing going on where he has to slow down, but I feel like there's also something going on that he won't admit, but causing him to have to take a step back for a little bit. Mm, okay. Okay. Because he was really putting himself out there, but that's probably affecting his stock prices. It's probably affecting his investors and other aspects that we don't understand. So he'll probably have to, like you're saying, take a step back in order to rebuild that because people's attention spans, their memories, they're like goldfish. They forget things so fast. Like what is up with that? I know like three seconds. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. It's affecting how we relate to each other. Like people, they, they, they really are so titillated and stimulated that they have to drop the old information as the new information's coming in. Absolutely. So another thing, lastly, I believe we talked about ETs and you talked about ETs with kind of in 2022, it was like, everybody was talking about it. 2023, you said it would kind of curb a little bit. It has, but at the end of 2023 into 2024, there's now another explosion of UFO videos being released by the government, people talking about it more. Perhaps that stop you were talking about earlier in the episode could be, extraterrestrials finally finally revealing themselves to us what do you think about that where do you see that energy now in 2024 i'm sure you've seen the uptick and how people are talking about it i think there's definitely an uptick i feel like there's definitely more exposure to it and people are more open to it understanding that we're not the only ones that are here that are so special <laughs> you know there are et like that i think that's what people are realizing but i think when i feel into the energy of the extraterrestrials of them I feel like they're allowing us to see them and be more aware of their presence in order for us to evolve. But they truly want nothing to do with us. Right now, it's like, oof, 
you know, that planet does not look good to us, honestly, you know? And I think that the spirit world and the planets in the universe are really kind of readjusting themselves to say, okay, how is this planet useful? How is this galaxy useful? What are we doing as a, a collective? What do we need? So I feel like it's more of a, a study. Let's look at planet Earth. What's needed here? What's missing here? How can we help them without actually interfering? I really don't feel like they have any interest in interfering with us. I feel like we're just not ready yet. And they understand that. But let us open up their eyes to those that are seeing beyond the veil. So that they could, you know, because again, the people who are understanding, oh, look at this UFO. Oh, look at what's happening here. We have both extremes. We have those that are open saying, wow, it's real. And we have those saying, oh, that's Photoshop. That's not real. So they're saying, let me tap into the ones that are open to us so we could see what we could do for humanity to help us, honestly, to help us. Right, because they seem to be sending information through channels. We've had several channelers on that talk about their how they're getting extraterrestrial information to help humanity evolve. But you're saying just their presence alone and people seeing that is enough to kind of start to shift us into a galactic kind of universal consciousness where we realize there's just a plethora of life throughout the universe and we're part of it but we're not the only game in town. And, and that just that awareness is adding to that. You, you're saying. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, interesting. Interesting. We're still evolving. There's still so much that we need, but they're, they're contributing in the way that they can. Exactly. Which, which previously it would be more of, let's see who these are. Let's just observe let's understand them, let's learn. Now it's let's guide them, let's help them, let's assist them. They're not here to study us where they want to like take over or anything like that. <laughs> They're here to help us evolve. Right. And that's the thing is like, if we could build a relationship even spiritually with them, I mean, in meditation, they will connect with us. They will if we're open to it. Do you feel like you've evolved personally uh, with your perspective on those energies, are you integrating them more with your mediumship and your own practice and how you perceive things? With my connection to, because, you know, this year, this past year has been so much about, please educate me, the spirit world. Please educate me. I want to evolve and understand. I need I need to know more. That's like what my thing was. Like, I want to know more. I want to know more. So it's more of come and teach me. Let me see who you are, which it really isn't who you are. I can't singular them, you know, put them into one, but let me feel your energy. Let me feel your presence. Let me feel your understanding. Let me feel your healing. They're very healing beings. They're very healing beings. So what we see in the movies is really not aliens coming in of and us and wanting to tear us apart. That's not what it is. It's more of beings that truly have evolved so much further than we have that want to help us heal. Right, because the forward progression of evolution is a, a progression towards more love. Like you're bringing right. more love, then you get more technology through inspiration, you get all of these wonderful things as you ascend upward. So these right. beings, they're just doing their best to continue their service, to love more by helping us evolve. 
Exactly. Exactly. Which is helping them evolve too. So it's not just them giving, 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 giving. They're evolving as well. So that's part of their their role. Uh, you know, they're they're a part of this this agreement with the universe. You know, let us evolve so that they can evolve more to help us. It's it's all that going back to that oneness. They're a part of that oneness. And in 2024, do you see more people? tapping into that consciousness, like opening up to it. Sure. The videos are out there. There's a new one of the jellyfish. I don't know if you've seen that one. There's just incredible videos out there now. Do you feel like people are trying to reaching out more than ever before to connect with this? I think people subconsciously are meaning that, you know, I keep on hearing healing modality. I feel like there's going to be a new healing modality where we're going to be taught by them to be open and to be receive and to heal. So that's the piece that I'm really being shifted at. Not of like, oh, look at that. Look at where they are. I wonder why they're here. It's more of a, let's take that shield down. Let's open and learn this healing modality from them. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. I don't know if you know anything about the harmonic egg, but that is a similar concept. This is something we could talk about after the show, but there's a guest, a wonderful lady, Gail Lynn. She channeled this Syrian technology to create this healing pod with sound and light. It's like an egg you step into called the harmonic egg. And it's a healing modality that she channeled. She, she's not a technical person. She's not an engineer at all. She channeled this, device you you literally sit in it and have like an hour-long session with sound and light from the syrian high council she believes and i believe that too because i've had an incredible experience there so that is going to increase your thing like they're, they're going to add yes. more yes and i think that's amazing that she's done that oh i can't and wait to tell you about it more it's going to blow your yeah, mind that's amazing you know, and that's, that's, and it's so interesting how they bring that in to tell me, oh, talk about the healing, you know, because there is that big aspect of it. So let's talk about 2024 more. What else are you seeing? What else do you think we need to know? 2024, I think we need to know that it's okay to not be okay. I think that's a big piece. You know, there's that healing aspect, that aspect of, being open to receive, being open to evolve. I think there's going to be a big shift, like I said in the beginning for everyone. So it's like, it's okay. That's like my motto, which is so boring. It's okay. Who says that? But we so much want to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the other. I feel like everyone's going to be kind of pushed forward and some people are going to be shoved, but I feel like just be okay to receive, just surrender, just surrender to it all this year. Because we have no control of anything. So if we just surrender and allow, everything's going to fall into place the way it needs to. Interesting. Okay. So just really just focus on yourself, personal development, have faith, let go of fear. Let go of fear. Let go of fear. You know, I always say fear is either face everything and run or face everything and receive. Which one do you want? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Because 2024, it seems, is going to be a big transformational year. There's going to be more 
dirt and darkness coming to light, more things changing. Do you see more foundational things that we've lived with, these paradigms that we've lived with for decades, maybe hundreds of years shifting? Do you see 2024 as a massive year of change as well? I do. I see 2024 as a massive year of change. And I see, um, I see at the end of 2024, us looking back and going, really? Why did it take us so long? You know, like, why did we move forward through this? Why, why did we fight so much? You know, why do we have to feel like we have to control everything? You know, so it's more of, there's a lot of growth in 2024, a lot. And, and history is going to be shifted also because we're going to see things in 2024 at a different perspective. So I think that's a big piece also. And it's going to be where I'm going to say that people are going to say, I'm moving forward. You have a choice. You walk with me or you stay behind. But 2024 is going to be the time where if you're evolving, you're going to move. You're going to move. Nothing's going to stop you. So people have to remember that. The energy is there, the, that evolutionary energy, the guidance, the spiritual energy is pouring through more than ever. And now is this year is a time that we can really push through that and, and, and accelerate our evolution. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will. I really feel like we will. You know, it's just a matter of there's going to be a small number. When I say small number, we know it's really a big number, but a small number that's going to choose not to move forward. And that's going to be on them because then that's where illness and sickness and other things that are not so good are going to manifest while we move forward and we're healthier and we're happier and we can see the change. Ah, oh, because that, that resistance, that not admitting the truth starts to manifest as health issues for people. They, they, they bundle that energy up and they push it inside and then it, it makes them physically ill. While the people that understand this, you're saying will expand further. Their, their physical body will be healthier than ever as they resonate with truth. Absolutely. Cause you're surrendering to what's there and you're releasing what doesn't serve you. Oh when we surrender, we release. <laughs> What a year. It's going to be incredible. Do you see anything else that's like really pressing that, that your guides are telling you you should share with us about this year? We've talked about a lot of different things. I'm sure we could go down a list of hundreds of topics, but really these are the most important things that we've talked about. But is there anything else that, that you feel like you're guided to tell us? They keep on telling me that there's going to be another big story coming out of Hollywood of corruption. So there's going to be something else coming out. Um, they keep on showing me around the 80s. So I just want to say that there was something that happened in Hollywood around the 80s that's going to shock people. That's going to come out. But it's still not going to change the Hollywood scenery. So it's going to take a couple of more things. But what it's going to be is they're saying there's another story coming out. There's another sadness coming out. I want to say that it is around trafficking and child trafficking um, that's completely connected to Hollywood. Um, but they're saying that they're building upon to make the change. So it's still going to take two more instances where people are going to say, okay, something has to be done. Wow. And then they'll probably unlock even more than they even imagined. Exactly. I mean, exactly. is it time for us to just stop 
supporting Hollywood? Like stop supporting these people that 95% of them are, have more skeletons in their closet than a graveyard. Like, is it time for us to realize that Hollywood does program us to consume and be materialistic and all of these things? Is it time for us to let that finally go? Stop feeding it hundreds of millions of dollars per movie. Like, is it time for us to evolve past that? It's over time, <laughs> but unfortunately it's not going to happen yet. That's the piece. It's over time, but it's not going to happen yet. And it's not going to happen for a while. But the beginnings are coming this year. The as right. Things- the beginnings are coming. So it's starting to, uh, the rumble is starting to happen now. Things are going to start to happen now. Ha- has happened already. More is going to happen. It's going to be a shock of value of, I can't believe this. But this next thing that happens within Hollywood is going to be where we can't deny it as easily oh is that really true i'm not really sure if that's really true this is going to be more concrete of this is in your face this is what happened this is who responsible for it and the unfortunate piece is that when i see when they're showing me images of who's responsible it's going to be really heartbreaking because it's going to be those that we never thought would be right so that's the hard piece it is because we kind of connect the actors or the actresses with the characters that we they play. We love the characters. We kind of get connected to the story. And then we have to realize, hey, these people are just actors or actresses. They're just human beings. That The, the role wasn't them. Don't, don't connect the character of the role they were playing with their true human character. It's just not that the case. It's not the case, but people do that. Right. And the ones that they're up on this pedestal as these wonderful humans that really want to do right and really want to make a difference actually aren't they're using that as a pretend facade uh, but, that, but, but what if this is just conjecture now what if then hollywood and that kind of entity that machine as a reaction is just like well you know what like all that stuff's cool. Like, you know, they start to promote it as like hip and trendy. Oh yeah. But you know, whatever darkness we could speculate, but, but could that be a reaction where they're like, Oh, all this stuff, like it's, it's actually cool. So, you know, these people that are saying it's evil. Like you should just reject them and be cool. No, because it, what, what I'm seeing is that it's going to hit pain part points within us that we didn't even know we had. Oh so it's God. actually going to trigger within ourselves memories experiences pain points that we forgot or that have been from the past that's going to be brought back up again so no no amount of propaganda could conquer that energy no they'll try (sighs) they'll try They definitely try. I mean, there is an art in cinema. There is like, there's beauty behind it. You can feel things, you can learn things, but it's just been so corrupted and just, it's not even a a shell of what it was when cinema was art. And I think that's where it comes back to is that it's, they, they need that we, that, like I said, in the beginning, we need to unplug and restart, but it's going to take a bit. It's going to take a bit to start to wean out all of the darkness and all of the negativity and all of the people that are in there that are not right. You know, which is honestly like 98% of the people that are in this industry. But it is all over the place. These people doing these things in the movie industry, there's politicians doing things, there's religious people doing things like all of this is going to come to the surface so we can erase it 
transmute it and evolve past it, right? That that's part of the 2024 Genesis, this new energy coming in is the fact that we can do that. That's part of it, but the focus is going to be on the Hollywood industry for 2024. <sighs> so it's going to be as much of the politics. It's not going to be as much of the sports. It's going to be more of the Hollywood piece. Oh my God. And that could be connected to the uh, Epstein documents. There's more being released uh, all the time it and who be. knows what's coming. Could be. And, and there's, there's, there's so many documents and I feel like there's so many that are, they're going to say they're releasing, but they're not releasing the actual documents oh. and those will never be released. Uh, they can, they're too compromising for the world power structure because it's all of the elites. It's all of the monarchies and political leaders from all over the world. I don't know why they're into this darkness. I still haven't figured that part out, but the evidence is there. They are. And that's, that's really mind blowing. It's scary, but we have the power. We have the power to win. We have we the do. power to push past this. We have the power to evolve. We do. And you know, that's where, you know, that path to get to the end destination, you know, what are we going to follow? Are we going to delete what's going to happen through love and have something ignite that's different in Hollywood? Have other people that can take their place in power and have those fall that need to fall. So those truly genuine people can step up. Same thing with politics, same thing with sports, same thing with all of the other areas. Are we going to do that? You know, can we do it? Yes, we can. But again, it's it's the believing before the saying. It's yes, and you have to make a, a choice. It's it's just really just are you in in love with light and God and, and love, whatever that means to you? If are you in love with that? Do you want that to propagate? Do you do you serve that? Do you want to serve that? Because if you do, it's there for you. And that's the choice you can make. You can do that and then all of the magic happens, or you can go back into the matrix, right? And do nothing. And also the matrix is what's familiar. So that's the other piece is that when, you know, you have to push yourselves to go to something that you don't know, go to something that you may not understand, go to something that you may not know the feeling, but if people trust and just do it, that feeling feels great. Yes. And it and, and adds to itself. As you follow that feeling, more things will come, more situations, people, books, whatever it is that represents that energy, you'll start to attract it more. And then it'll just be like, whew, it's like a flow of energy and you follow that and it's your personal evolution, which is so amazing that that's there. Absolutely. Wow. Well, we've had such a cool conversation, Natalie. So much information. We've talked about so many different things. I really deeply appreciate you being here again for another year. I, I just, I look forward to this. I love this. You know, it, you're, you bring me to a space where I know I can say what I'm receiving and not have to, you know, filter anything or change anything. So thank you for making a space that's safe for everyone. Absolutely. I love, look, I love humanity. I love everybody. I just want to exist in an earth that's united where we're all in love with each other. I, 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 that's where I'm at. I, if I hold that vibe, hopefully, you know, everybody else changes. <laughs> I <agree>. Yes. <laughs> well, look, people, if you're, hearing this and you realize how amazing Natalie is like I do, you realize how powerful she is and you want to get a reading, 
You want to know more? She has a website, Natalie Lucia Medium.com. And I'm going to spell this for you. In case you're just listening, you want to write it down. N A T A L I E L U C I A M E D I U M. Natalie Lucia Medium.com. She does psychic readings. She has a mentorship program. She does mediumship as well. She's an animal communicator. She has a lot going on. And let me tell you people, I've met a lot of psychic people. I've met a lot of mediums out there. I've met so many people, hundreds of people. I very, very, very rarely meet people that are as accurate and as powerful in their intuition and all that energy as Natalie. So I'm very honored that she's here for us to give us this information to help us understand things. Nothing's set in stone. These are things we're picking up. But with this information, perhaps we can adjust our perspective and then change that. Who knows? Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again, Natalie, for being here. Is there anything thank else you. you'd like to leave us with before we go? Just remember... Go into your love space. I think that's the most important thing. Yes. And like you were saying earlier, go to that place where you interface with the divine. Go as deep as you have to go to interface with the divine. Talk to that. Let that energy know how you're feeling. Let that energy know where you personally feel reality should go from a perspective of love. Talk about the love that we would all like to move into when you're having those moments. Do that for us. Then collectively, we can make a big impact. So, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you again, Natalie. Wow, incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yes, and uh, please hold through the outro music. Everyone, check out the website. A lot to ponder here. A lot going on. Integrate it. Try to think about it. Listen to the last year's predictions. Listen to the other guests. We're all trying to guide you to this beautiful new world. So on that note, we will see you next week. Midnight on Earth.